When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You're listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Ian Stone with me this evening. How are you, Ian? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm fine. I'm fine, Al. You know, I'm 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 still here. Still here. Yeah. Not dead. Not (laughs) not dead. Not riddled with COVID. No, don't appear to be. Not in the bottom three. And Damien Harris is here, the midfield general. Hello, hello, hello. In the house, in his house, uh, in his house, for the foreseeable. You're stuck. We're all stuck where we are now. Yes. No one's going anywhere. No one's going anywhere. All our Christmas plans are screwed. Yep. Um, And uh, as are yours, I'm sure, listener, wherever you may be. So I hope you got some uh, sprouts in in time. <laughs> you like sprouts. I saw this on the two minute chat show. You like sprouts. Oh, really? yes, yeah, I do like I, sprouts. Yeah. Okay. The, fair two, the two minute chat show listener is uh, a thing you can watch on Twitter, the comedy store with Mick Ferry, he's a, a Man United fan, but we don't hold that against him. And he's doing the two minute chat shows with comedians to raise money for, what is it? Is it Make a Wish Make Foundation? Foundation? Yeah. So do go and have a look at those. Um, and make a donation if you can. Uh, I mean, let's face it, you've got plenty of time on your hands. They're two minutes long. <laughs> That's true. It won't, take you, it won't take you much longer to donate a quid. And you're not going to be spending much money on shopping, are you? That's the fair no. as well. Yeah. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed uh, yeah. doing that. And so, yes, and, and I revealed, the, the, the big reveal of my contribution <laughs> was that I like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> it, does, it does sound like you really like them as well. I just It just reminded me that I'm not going to be getting... Michelin starred Brussels sprouts this Christmas. Oh, so you can't. You, know, have, you normally oh. have it at the Sportsman. This is an opportunity yeah. to plug the Sportsman. <laughs> no, right, I don't. Sorry, so no. take your chances. <laughs> nice. It's closed, I, but I mean, you know, the finest restaurant in North Kent, which is run by uh, Damien's brothers. Yeah, that uh, was a Michelin star. It's normally where he goes for Christmas lunch. Yeah, oh, Damien. First time I'll miss it. By the way, by the way, and you're saying the Brussels sprouts are good there because I'm not a fan of sprouts, but if they're Michelin-style sprouts, Um, I might try them. Bacon and butter, basically, is is the key to making Brussels sprouts nice. No, but why don't you just have the bacon and butter then? Can I just ask the question? Why? Because you need a bit of green. You need (laughs) a bit of green. The answer always... These sprouts don't taste so good. We better kill a pig. Why is that always the answer? <laughs> All right, just no, I help this. Let's kill a pig. That, that'll sort this dinner out. They get Slo- a sausage. That sausage isn't good enough. Kill another pig and make <laughs> some bacon and wrap it round the first pig. <laughs> I tell you why. Sorry. Before we got all fancy with our food. So we always used to have Subutio on Christmas afternoon after dinner. And we used to call it the Mr. Whiffy Challenge Trophy. <laughs> because every, And so everyone go, oh, now a word from our sponsor. Have fart. You see, so that was our sort of our post-Christmas dinner 
for many years was well, the Subutio. Yeah, there you go. Just making me depressed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wait for the rest of the podcast. Mate. I said to the gentleman uh, when I sent out a message uh, about recording today's pod. We're recording this listener after uh, Leicester City have just won two 0 away at Spurs, so we feel a little bit uh, chirpier. Yep. Uh, Spurs go to the top of the league and then go massively Spursy and get one point out of nine, so we feel a little bit chirpier. But I did say to the gentleman, if you could bring a topic to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> appreciated, <laughs> so we don't have to talk about the Arsenal. And uh, so far, we've got <laughs> Damien's farting brothers, and that's. Well, I think we I might said, have to talk about the Arsenal, might we? Which, which is <laughs> ironically the name of the restaurant we first put. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the early. You ideas. Go there, you? You it's like a circus act. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the farting Harris boys. <laughs> I did say to. Um, to Rosie and my son Elliot, neither of whom particularly like football. What should I talk about? Have we got anything, stories for the podcast? And she went, what, not about football? I thought it was a football podcast. I thought, yeah, how long have you lived with me? That you don't understand. I was walking up the stairs. and they, attention. None at all. I was walking, it was fair enough. I was walking up the stairs and they said, I look like some somebody going to the condemned cell. <laughs> <laughs> Dead man walking as I'm yeah. walking up the stairs. Oh, well, that's exactly what I look like. Yeah. Uh, very similar. Uh, we we are. Where are we? We're a couple of days away from a League Cup tie against Man City, which is. I mean, what do you think? Are you up for watching it? <laughs> um, well, I can't bear it at the moment. I'd. No. Uh, well, I mean, maybe we'll get to that. Far. I've just found out that I'm working on that day and it's an absolutely immovable studio date. So if we do get to the League Cup final, it'll be the first final I've ever missed, I think. <laughs> I couldn't, obviously couldn't go in August, but watch it on, yeah. Yeah. on the box. Um, but uh, that's, what, that's what we're up against next. It's Manchester City. Reserves. Then, Manchester City Chelsea. reserves. Yeah, did it, did it they love winning it, though, didn't they? Guardiola loves winning the League Cup. Well, yeah, We're a good but, cup team, um, aren't we? Yeah, we didn't are. someone in the co-commentary yesterday? I've tried to sort of put it out of my mind. Who was it? Who was co-commentating the game? Oh, Jamie Effing Carragher. Um, and he said, "Oh, they'll probably win that." And he did we say probably that. will win that. Yeah, he did. He did. He did say that. He, he was sort of joking, wasn't he? Saying as if we're a good cup team. But yeah, no, I heard him say that, and they, they're laughing at us. That's what really upset. Well, one of the many things that upset me. Yeah, yes, not I mean, as much as Boris... Clive effing Tilsley. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the effing. Are we all right with the? Because I've got f off Theo as well in, on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> really? Notes. <laughs> Theo looked very happy. Well, should we talk about that game first? We played Southampton a few days ago and uh, went behind early on to a, a Theo Walcott goal. Oh, Ugh. Miriam had the worst game he's had since he joined us. Yeah. And I thought it was a very yeah. bad sign in the kind of general de- decline, week-on-week decline of this Arsenal team, that one of the mainstays who's been consistent all season, has only had one book in all season, uh, suddenly deployed in the middle of a three, decided to do what he did against Man City when he followed Aguero up the pitch. decided to keep going up to halfway and trying to win the ball. Yeah, And in doing that, got caught out and was really responsible for the goal. And then got booked twice and sent off. I can't understand. Why is he doing that? And I couldn't really work out why. Had he been told, you got two behind you, you go, go and get tight. They like to come short, get tight to Che Adams, go and get tight or walk up. What? Committing silly fouls. And the goal that, that Southampton got, he got very tight to Adam, tried to win it, couldn't win it. He turned. 
And Kieran Tierney Walk was had Walcott behind him. Yeah. And so he turned a kind of full 180 to face Walcott and then start sprinting. And in that time, Walcott had gone past him. Whereas he was leaning towards go on the half turn. If he just turned and run, yeah. He, might have caught him. And then Bert Leno ducked his head under the shot. Well, did you have any doubt that Walcott was going to score that? Because I didn't. Not for one well, solitary second. I thought he was going to drill it. I was hoping for the cross-come shot out of play, but I didn't. <laughs> Hit the classic theory. He kind yeah. of did, he chipped it very softly. And, uh, and Leno, did he shut his eyes? He had his hands up. The ball went through his hands. Thinking that it's a very savable attempt, it went over his head and between his hands. I don't. I'm not blaming him. I mean, I know what you mean, but I they're all in the still photo made it more damning. Yeah, that's that he true. Ducked, he ducked his head. Yeah, mm. but it didn't think. Oh, what a courageous! It was not not very Bob Wilson. And I did. I just remember seeing when we went to White Hart Lane when David Seaman joined, and he had his first game away at White Hart Lane. All the one on ones. A, a Lineker had four one-on-ones. It was a goalless draw, I think, in the end. And uh, Lineker had four one-on-ones, and Seaman saved everyone. I mean, wow. really, it was it was incredible. And he turned around, he gave us a thumbs up, and winked. Seaman, we thought this because we quite like Blind John. You know, Blind John was a good keeper, and he'd won the, the league, league, and he hadn't done anything wrong really. Yeah. But Seaman turned up, and it was something else. Yeah, and well, I'm, I'm looking at that Walcott one. I'm thinking, Seaman just stands there. And Walcott thinks, "Oh, I can't score this," and, and doesn't score. Are you? You know what? I do think you're torturing yourself if you compare our current players to some of our former players. I oh, know well, that is true. I mean, you, know, you can't I even mean, why look, do that, can you? No, I, you know what? We have got what we've got, and um, I just think Miriam had a bad day and uh, got a bit infected by the sort of adult brains that the rest of them have got. It was, and, um, yeah. You know, does he, does he a... think that the midfield aren't going to win anything, so he's got to go and get stuck in? It was a weird decision to come here in, all the way to the halfway line and get turned like that. Yeah. Once you go up there, your job is to stop him turning. Right? Yeah, you got to get. Do You've a got foul, to stop yeah. him turning. He got so close to Theo for the sending off. Theo's actually holding him, trying well, yeah. to pin him. He's trying to pin him so he can turn him. I mean that that's so naive that defending. To allow that to happen, to be rolled like that by someone who's so quick. Yeah, the first yellow was was that for kicking the ball away? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was interesting what Abamyang said about when you're desperate, when you're trying a bit too hard. You know, sometimes you make stupid decisions, which I know is no comfort. Who's trying but... too hard? I mean, like, Willian. No one's trying. Well, certainly. Hard. Well, let's uh, wait for Willian. I mean, they pointed out, didn't they, on the highlights? So as soon as the first whistle went, the Arsenal players all stepped two yards backwards. They were all just crapping themselves. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. is a little bit of that. I've never yeah. seen a team in an Arsenal shirt with less passion and fight and drive to get get after the opposition and dominate and win balls. No, I've never seen a worse. I've never Arsenal seen team a, in my a life. worse Arsenal team in my life. I no. mean. I, the confidence has just absolutely evaporated. Yeah, we ended up getting a goal because Bakaya Saka beat three men, and it was a nice little flick by Enketia. Yeah, it was lovely. It's a good goal, and that was a good little moment. But it and really, we held on, not... held on for a draw, and I thought they still got they they battled away, didn't they? But it's it's the most ineffectual Arsenal team I've ever watched. I mean, they look. Somebody put. Reese James, the comic, who's a Tottenham fan, said, is it possible to have minus XG 
And I said to him, welcome to my world, right? Because I think we look like we'll never have a shot on target again. Did you see the stats they put up on the screen yesterday in the game? I'll read them to you. Uh, Premier League, this is since the October international break, where really we have been awful since. Arsenal scored three goals, that's the worst in the league. 27 shots on target, that's second worst in the league. 35% of our shots (laughs) accurate. Uh, worst in the league, and our shot conversion rate of 2.9%. We score with 2.9%. And we're not having many shots. Of our to shots. And, we've yeah. only, and we've only had 27 shots. Yeah. So that's, I mean, the worst in the league again. Uh, but they've, it's really shocking to yeah. watch. And so I was thinking coming up here today, I think, oh, well, let's have a good old laugh. Cheer up the fans. Oh dear! No, this is like, this is like, now we actually support a really bad team, like a bad, bad team. Yeah. There's no cohesion between midfield and defence or the forwards, and they, even if they're all running about, they don't seem to be connected in any way. That game when when uh, in the Europa League when Smithrow and Maitland Nars were combining down the wing and lovely, that was a reminder of what we used to. Be like you know all the sort yeah. of the effort, the effortless combinations and one twos, and that's what it, that used to be. What we were like, you know. Yeah. And I don't even mean the Invincibles. I'm thinking of when it was Santi Gazzola, Thomas Rosicky, Cesc Fabregas, yeah. Robin Van Persie, Bakary Sanya, Jack Wilshire. It was they used to just connect. Things happen yeah. quickly. They create chances. Well, yeah. I always uh, there's a few things. I it, it's fascinating. There was one point in that game on Wednesday, watching Southampton, a team full of confidence, pass yeah, the ball good. around, and us completely devoid of any confidence, uh, just scared, not knowing what to do. Anyway, um, you know when they always talked about Arsenal having the drills? No. And I think in training, they would just do drills of like passing together. Did you ever hear that? And, no, and like. Burkett, a few of them always used to say, oh, those bloody drills. And they would just sort of, he would just get them to do these things. Uh, little sort of passing between each other. And that's what we, you know, so all those teams, and that sort of team late, sort of um, early 12s, 13s, when like we got the Norwich goal, you know, Jack Wiltshire got that. That was Arson's drills, drills, I feel. Yeah. So... Yeah. Everyone knew where everyone was. I thought there was a cohesiveness about us. Even if we weren't winning or finishing games, we could still find each other. I'm surprised we're you haven't shit. heard about the drills. Quite we're frankly. shit now, to... though, aren't we? Let's be fair. We are utter shit. Oh, I mean, I don't even want to watch the team. I was so... Because yesterday we had Boris Johnson's announcement followed <laughs> by the football, right? And I just... And I thought... I don't want to look at Twitter. So I went and watched Bill win Strictly Come Dancing, right? And it was a joyous, <laughs> yeah. lovely thing. I was so happy for him. The nation yeah, was happy. Was great. It, it was great. It was beautiful. Yeah. And and for for like an hour and a half, I didn't think about the Arsenal. But as soon as I think about them, I just think, I don't even I don't even want to watch them. I get more pleasure watching Tottenham lose than I get watching us at the moment. I get more pleasure watching anything than us. It's just... It's awful. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I actually thought these last two games without Xhaka, <laughs> we we were 
better. <laughs> a little bit better. <laughs> this you, is you better, have to, is it? Well, you no, think? but you have to look for those small things. I, I always thought that when Xhaka's playing, we're slow, slow and turgid. At least when El Did Nenny... Did you watch and, yesterday? Yeah. Did you but, watch it yesterday? Yes, you don't think we that were, was slow and turgid? We were better than the games with Xhaka in. Yes, that's, that's it's an improvement. Oh, we're hell. better than, than the games with Xhaka in. Sorry. And I know it's not much. <laughs> I'm trying here. But after. what are we going to do about it? I mean, what's it, you know, they say, no, we've got to keep the manager. We need stability at this time. I mean, are you, I I'll you do, do you want to have a play? Let's play a quick game of Guess the Lineup because I've got quite an interesting one. Yeah, go on. Let's, do, let's do that. Okay. On the, on the 21st of, uh, I think this is the right date. Let me just check that. Of December uh, 2019, Arsenal played away at Everton and in the stands were Carlo Ancelotti and Mikel Arteta. Yes. And if you'd said... To someone who didn't know, these two clubs are looking for a new manager, and those two blokes up there, and they're taking over. Which one's taking over which club? Everybody would have said, "Oh, Ancelotti will be going to Arsenal, won't he?" Arteta might, you know, his first job in management played at Everton, you know, distinguished player there for many years. They're giving him a go, hmm. but Ancelotti will be going to Arsenal, and they should have got him when they got Emery. He's absolutely experienced. He's managed colossal clubs. There's one of the few people in world football who could fill Arsene Wenger's shoes. And, and it's a clearly and, and apparently and obviously the right appointment for the club. And it, it, was, it was a huge roll of the dice to hire Mikel Arteta. But do you want to guess the Arsenal team? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. On, Burn Leno in goal. Burn Leno was in goal. All right. Back Fair four. Enough. Hector Bellerin. No. What? Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Maitland-Niles is there. Yes. Um, who were the centre-halves? Callum Chambers. Callum Chambers was there and he was man of the match. Callum Chambers. It was a terrible game, wasn't it? Wasn't it? He Neil got Neil injured in thinking of the next match, Chambers. Ah, right. He was our best yeah. player at that season up to that point. He'd been was excellent. It, was it Socrates in no. the centre? No. Uh, we've got, well, so this could take a while. We've got a lot of centre-halves, haven't he we? He played <laughs> yesterday. Uh, it was uh, Rob. Was it Rob Holding? No. Well, it was David Louise. David Louise. David Louise. And the left back was 18 years old, wearing the number 77 shirt. Bukayo Saka. Bukayo Saka. Yeah. That's uh, the best player <laughs> at the club then. <laughs> the still club the then. best player at the club. Uh, okay. In, in midfield, it's been mentioned earlier in scathing terms. It's, Granit Xhaka, Granit player that I can ever remember playing. Yeah. I can never remember a player so unpopular, so kind of uniformly unpopular. Granit Xhaka, yeah, yeah. And there's a tiny little player next to him. Tiny little player, uh, tiny. <laughs> I think perhaps the smallest we've ever had. Andre Arshavin. No, oh no, actually, no. But tiny, yeah, I was going to say. Smaller, yeah, I was maybe. Thinking, who's the other tiny central midfield player? He's now on loan. He's on loan in La Liga. Uh, oh, I, I don't. I can't remember. Yeah, it seems quickly, like a thousand years how ago. Quickly, we forget. Oh yeah. no, who is it? Uruguayan. Oh, oh. it's a Lucas Torreira. It's Lucas, Lucas Torreira. How quickly right. we forget. Indeed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there are three young players playing behind uh, a superstar striker. Do you want Joe, to have a step? Joe, Joe Willock. Willock came off the bench. Oh, okay. Willock came off the bench. 
Uh, he no. I'll tell you. I'll tell you who they were because I can't bear it. <laughs> I'll bear it. Uh, uh, Reese Nelson. Yes. Uh, Emil Death Row. Right. And Martinelli. Wow. I'd have and, all of them in the team now. Yes, now. I like all, all of those them. players. And who's our superstar striker? I didn't uh, know we had a superstar uh, striker. Uh, uh, well, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, and he was substituted by Lacazette. And, and on the bench, um, Guendouzi, Mavropanos, Martinez, Pepe and Mustafi. But the Everton team is not dissimilar from the team they had yesterday. They Obviously, their fullbacks are injured. Dinia and Sidibe are injured. So they had different fullbacks. But Davis was in the team. Sigurdsson was in the team. Iwobi was in the team. Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin, Mina, Holgate, Pickford. Quite a lot of the same players. Yeah. Uh, one or two additions, Decore notably, they signed a uh, very good signing. It was apparent that was a good signing from, yeah, from Watford. Yeah, we could see him then. But they did, were missing Allen. They were missing Allen yesterday and they were missing James Rodriguez. Yeah. And they didn't even play that well, <laughs> I don't no, think. They didn't play particularly they didn't play well, but well. they were organised and they were able to go up our end and score twice and then keep it tight and win. Sort of, really, it was a classic 2 0. I mean, the fact that they conceded us an odd penalty where Davis, Davis kicked yeah. Maitland Niles, he didn't know he was there, did he? And it was a sort of an accident. Um, but, but that gave us a pen. But other than that, it was a pretty roped, straightforward 2 0 home win. Can I ask a question? You know, when you were playing kids' football, when you're like 12, 13, 14, and the tallest person marks their tallest person right i mean that's what you do isn't it or is it or is something has changed because we've had i've seen el nenny on big center halves and i've seen pepe yesterday mark yuri mina's massive he is massive he is massive and the thing about that is pepe lost him completely couldn't keep because couldn't mark him but when he turns up at the near post there's sort of there's a center half there thinking he's here he comes but, I mean, it was a great delivery, wasn't it? And, yeah. and he yeah. just got a powerful head on it. And it's the second near post corner we've conceded from. We've been all right at that. But the thing, the point is about the sort of similarity of these 11s is that at the time we were top half, we dropped away a little bit to about seventh or something. And, and Emery lost his job. Jungberg didn't have a lot, couldn't really get anything going in the four games that he had. Everton were bottom half. And the yeah. two teams have just swapped round. Everton are now in the top four with largely the same team. Do you think and we are and we're in the bottom six. And you know, the the catastrophe of not getting Carlo Ancelotti when you had the chance. Was he ever in the frame though for us? Or was it always Arteta? Because I don't remember anyone talking about Carlo Ancelotti being no, our next manager. About him. I just couldn't understand why we did you know, it it, it was a, a Listen, we all got behind Arteta because we wanted that to work. I and mean, who who knows? But the idea that you give a club like this, a massive club like this, to someone who's never managed and then try and let them learn on the job instead of saying, well, look, we've got this legend of world football who's retired. This is a huge undertaking now. We need someone who's qualified for the position. What clubs have you managed? Uh, AC Milan. Have you? Oh, how did you get on? <laughs> European Cup. Did you? And what else? Real Madrid. Have you? Was <laughs> he Bayern Munich as well, wasn't he, for a while? I'm not sure. He's managed a lot of big clubs and he well, knows what you, he's And doing. have you managed in England before? Yeah, I managed Chelsea. How did you get on? We won the double. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> you are qualified, aren't you? Maybe. Uh, very qualified. Overqualified? Oh, my God. Well, there is that, Damien. There People is at that. Everton couldn't believe that they, they got him. Yeah. 
they couldn't believe they'd got him, you know. Well, Carragher and, uh, did say yesterday in the commentary, this is the first time he's watched Arsenal-Everton where he thought, Everton have got the better players. They're a better team and they've got the better players and I think they're going to win. Most of the time, we have been better than them in the past 25 years. Well, today, bit, I yeah. checked Brighton's result today. Oh, yeah, because we would have gone 17th, wouldn't we? Because I was worried about them overtaking us. Well. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Well, oh I was God. looking at the upcoming fixtures, by the way. we got Chelsea, which I expect to get nothing from. Then we got Brighton, who, by the way, have beaten us twice in the last two games they've played. And then West Brom, managed by Big Sam. I mean, <laughs> it could it could get worse, by the way. It could get quite a lot worse. And at what point do we go, This we can't get relegated, otherwise... You know, do you imagine that any of our players have got clauses in their contracts saying if you get relegated, you're on half wages? Because I don't think we would negotiate that. I don't think our people know what they're doing. But, I mean, this is this is for the future of the club. I think it's the most important transfer window we've ever had in all the time I've been watching. I'm genuinely... What, what possessed them to put Partey back in before he was fit? Desperation. It's all desperation, mate. They're all desperate. They've won, what? They've lost six games out of eight. They've scored two goals. I mean, they're desperate. They're all making mad decisions all the way through the club, and that's one of them. Partey, it's bonkers, I, I, it? you know, I I think Willian was a similar <laughs> thinking behind it. <laughs> you know what? It, it was Willian. like let's no, but let's get a ready-made, ready-made player who can bring the kids through, and he that has backfired quite spectacularly. He well, was I mean, just shocking. Funny enough, he had a. Fairly good game at Everton. They well, moved into the, half, into the middle half. of the yeah. pitch in the second half. Yeah, but, but by that time, we were already losing the game and Everton are sitting back and hitting us on the break. And, uh, Alexander said to me, has, has Willian got photos of Arteta? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> has he got photos of him? Because there's no other reason why he's still in the team. I mean, all that stuff that Arteta said about non-negotiables. Well, what about if they're playing shit? What about if they're contributing actually nothing to the team. What about is that negotiable? Then is it uh, uh, the the just jogging around frustrated me. And did you stop what? the cross for the first one? Did not stop the cross. No, it was just Christ sort of like amble over, amble back, amble. You know, at times I worked with Lee Dixon. Stop the cross is the first. That's what that's what our fullbacks used to do. That's what players were told to do. You know, because all right, it's bad luck to have an own goal off of holding. But if the cross doesn't come in. And William was there. All he had to do was just, and he couldn't be asked. Yeah. I don't know what. I, I don't know what we it's should really do. Boring. I don't want to sack. I don't want to sack. I don't really want to sack the manager. But he looks. He looks out of his depth. I mean, he really does look out of his depth. And if we keep losing, we are going to be in the bottom three after Christmas. And I don't think these players look like they're up for a relegation fight. Do you? No. Oh, they no. don't look Granite they Xhaka are. up for a no. relegation fight. Willian. Aubameyang, none of them. They're, none they, of them. They're, they're not up for it. They're and not up for any sort of a fight. <laughs> it turns out. And everyone yeah. thinks we're a soft touch. Everyone will turn up going, we can beat these. Even more than we have been for the last 10 years, by the way. We're very, very lightweight in centre mid, aren't we? Even though oh. Elneny and Tobias oh. put a lot of effort in and they run right. about and they try hard. But, you know, the uh, the Jeffrey Condogbia factor keeps coming to mind which is just somebody in midfield who could win the ball back. <laughs> win the ball back and get the ball for your team. Yeah, I mean, well, there's, uh, we, we can't... We had that with Lucas can't. Torreira. Lucas Torreira and Matteo Guendouzi in midfield would do a better job than those two. 
but they're on the naughty step one. They've gone on loan. And by the way, we also, I'm not even, I don't really want to go here, but having Mezzerzel sitting at home on Twitter, doing broken hearted tweets while we, what? What is going on? uh, How we, I know, (laughs) I know, and hello to all listeners from other clubs. I can only say, I'm sorry that we're not being very funny, but. At least you can laugh at our team. You can laugh and laugh and laugh <laughs> yeah. at the painful, slow decline of a once magnificent team. And the very it's beginning to feel like someone better get down there with a documentary crew because we have got Sunderland Till I Die written all over us <laughs> oh, at the moment. Jesus. And when we're in League One the season after next, going, <laughs> how did it come to this? Well, you were you were here first. Yeah. <laughs> and we are sliding towards the bottom three. There's no you- doubt about that. Have you ever been as down? I've never been as down about my club as this. I've never seen other... T- the teams that have beaten us are the teams that we beat every season. Yeah. Like, we might go to Goodison once every 10 games and and lose by the old goal. So, you know, I can remember a game once when it poured with rain and it was a bit, there was a couple of heavy tackles and the Goodison crowd were pumped and we let one in and couldn't get one and we lost 1-0. And it felt like a major, a huge win for them. You know, Goodison was rocking and we would... Yeah. But now Southampton outplay us. But this is not just happening. Like we said last week, Southampton outplayed us at the Emirates last season. Completely outplayed us. And we got a very lucky, late, late equaliser from Lacazette, who actually, I remember it, looked embarrassed to be stealing a point for us. Brighton and Hove Albion outplayed us at the Emirates last season and won the game. Last week. And, that, and we got outplayed by Southampton, outplayed by Leeds, outplayed by Villa, outplayed by Everton. Not, we're not just losing games. We are not com- in, not in at the races. We're not competing at all. At Tottenham, just it was embarrassing that we got caught like that twice on the break and then they just sat on the 18-yard line for about 45 minutes. We really are poor. Really, really, really <laughs> seriously poor. And I, and I feel like... The manager's getting nothing from the players. It's not getting, they're not motivated, they're not hungry, they're not confident, they're not connected to one another. And the silent, the silent stadiums that they're playing in, I just think they're dreading Saturday. They're well, dreading, dreading when Saturday comes. We're dreading it, aren't we? Let's be fair. I mean, we're dreading it. I, I, don't, I don't look forward to it, do you? I, I don't. I Chelsea do. on I, Boxing I, Day. Oh, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. lineup of stars that they've signed. How many how many is Giroud gonna get, by the way? Because let's be fair, we have we have never stopped crossing the ball since we sold him. Never. We sold him and then we went, let's sling some crosses in. But maybe, I mean, maybe what will happen is this this is the one tactic that Arteta seems to have to pull off is a low block and steal them on the break. And this you know, maybe we'll beat Man City and Chelsea doing that. Because we like to not have the ball is one of those coaches. And people are saying, what about, should we get Rafa Benitez? Let's get Rafa Benitez. Get Rafa Benitez in quick. Because that that guy, there's nothing he doesn't know about football. He's an excellent man manager. He'll get us sorted out. But he'll play exactly the same way as Emery and Arteta play. It's all about controlling the game out of possession, counter-attacking football, and let them have the ball and all of that. 
but it's still it's not a bad shout because when you look around at who's available, I don't He's think we can one. tempt Pochettino. I don't think we can tempt Allegri. No. The only other name that comes to mind is Howe from Bournemouth, who's out, who always looked like a potential candidate because Bournemouth always plays progressive, short passing, attacking football for years. Yeah. yeah. And and they had a brand of football that was similar to Arsenal's. And I like him. Personally, I like him. He always yeah. comes across well in interviews, hugely experienced, thoughtful, intelligent, never coats his players, never moans about the ref. He's kind of respectful. I, I like him a lot. So he would definitely be on the short list for me. None of the ex-Arsenal players who tried management have covered themselves in glory, be it Henri or Sol Campbell. Patrick the only Vieira, one, but Patrick Vieira is available. He's available. He did an okay but... job at Nice. So now you've got a little short list emerging of how and Vieira, and Benitez, and, po- and you could put Allegri and Pochettino and just ring their agent and say, is it even worth the call? And that's your shortlist. There's your five names. Any others? Because they, they better have a shortlist, because if we lose the next three, if we find ourselves in the bottom three, you cannot slide into the championship. You're Arsenal. It's unthinkable, but it's heading that way. Someone needs to come in. <laughs> and... You know, all this, well, we can't, we can't sack another manager. We can't do that. We've appointed the wrong bloke by the look of it. Yeah. I've got well, everything crossed that we beat Man City and the, go to the League Cup semi-final, give them a lift. If we beat Chelsea on Boxing Day, confidence can come back, you know. And he has won, you know, it was only four months ago he won the FA Cup. He won the FA Cup. Same players. And I've got to say, Gabriel and Partey, when he comes in, are upgrades. So And so is Martinelli. And so is yeah, Mar- so Martinelli. Martinelli. I cannot wait. But well, this is the point, isn't it? The best player in our team is 19, and we're waiting for another, what's he, 18, 19, Martinelli? Similar this is age, not, yes. When you know, I get philosophical and zen about the whole <laughs> affair, um, I do wonder whether we need to, because we've been saying this for six, seven years, we need it to be terrible. Maybe this is what our club needs, so that in two years' time, we're back in the... Fo- I can see your query. Two years' time? <laughs> what are you talking about? Two no, years. because uh, cause there's, We're uh, there's, siding so far away from where we need to be. There is no way back to No, but there, there, are, like there are good bits in there. As you said, there are certain players. There are party. Uh, Gabriel is good. You know, Tierney's Tierney, good. Tierney, there Tierney, is Saka, good there, players. but there's so much stinking the place out. I think, you know, there's well, so many well, people that need to go. And I'm not saying, I don't think we're going to get relegated, but I think maybe it needs to get really bad before things can get better. For Arsenal to go down, it would have to be something like this. It would have to be... I don't think we're going to go down. Post Wenger, the legendary manager who who now, all those people for years who were coating him off, who wanted him out, we well, said it so them. many times. I was one of them. Be careful what you wish for, because this guy is performing absolute miracles on a shoestring. We, he was breaking even on transfers and finishing top four. But so now in that post-Venger era, if you tried to get the next appointment right, and he was an okay appointment, Emery, and we finished in the top six and we got to Europa League final. Some of the transfers that came in weren't so good, but then they decided to get rid now there's Arteta, and now we're playing in empty stadiums because of a pandemic. And suddenly it seems to have weakened us, especially at home. There's no 
there's no connection between the fans to try and drive them towards a bit more effort and home games to not get humiliated. In this perfect storm of odd circumstances, Meza Ozil situation and all of these things, this is when Arsenal, it could happen. Could, this yeah. is when it could, you could and look at the end happens. of the season and go, what a season that was. How do, what happened there? Yeah. You know, Southampton and Leicester are in the top four. Yeah. <laughs> if know. it happens, Damien, I don't think there's any coming back from it. That's my feeling about it. I was said this. I was, I did go off on one later on after Strictly come down. After my come down from Strictly come dancing, I remembered that we binged it again, never and heard. off I went. Never thought I'd hear you say that. Uh, <laughs> it's a mate. It's a mate winning it. You know what I mean? No, but, no, absolutely. But no, I I said, oh, if we go down, there's no coming back. And and my son, who is 18, it was having to comfort me, and that's not <laughs> the way it should work. It's no. not. It's the wrong way around. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't be an emotional wreck. And him going, Dad, honestly, honestly, we'll be fine. No, but in terms of what I would like him to do, I would, if he turned around and said, right, we are playing the kids. As of, you know, we've been let down by quite a lot of people. I mean, Obama Yang, who I don't think means it. I think he's just having a terrible time of it. His that, body language ain't it, great. Though, is it? No, it's so. not because he's panicking. He's like not making the right decisions. All of these if if Arteta turned around and said, right, I'm just going to play the kids, what would you but say? How does to it that? work at, at at the training ground then? This is the this is what I can't picture yeah. because yeah. Mesut Ozil's going in every day yeah. and training. Yeah, with and them. and I can't remember. I think it was Mustafi or Leno or one of our German players was asked, "How what's it like?" And they said, "Oh no, he's fine. He's he's training every day. He's training well. He's got a good attitude. He gets on with everyone." Um, so what? I just can't. How did we get? Like, I cannot fathom it. Socrates, big character, yeah. a big Greek centre half, loud. He's a big character. He's there every day training. Yeah, we're losing every week. What's happening with? Is, is it? Is it with with Mesut Ozil? Is it the Uyghur Muslims thing? Is that what's going on and upsetting the Chinese say. market? He played every week until March the seventh when football stopped. Then they come back in June and he won't pick him. Yeah. Yeah. And no one will explain it. Well, I don't know what it is. There's there's something. No one will explain it. He said he made a public comment about the the Muslims in China and then the Chinese flipped and that so that that, that he people have speculated that it's something to do with that, but I can't they're saying Arteta's saying it's not it's not a personal thing, but it's just so inexplicable. Yeah. That this the best player at the club on the highest wages at the club is left out of a twenty-five man squad, and is in there training every week. So then, if you try, you're trying to shift the team around. You're looking around the training ground. Who should I pick? He's what's he doing? Keepy up. He's in the corner <laughs> doing headers and volleys with Socrates. Was <laughs> talking in German to Mustafi about what a shit show it is, and we'd be better off out of here. But the money's good. Yeah. Lining up a huge lucrative deal to DC United or whoever it will be when he's his closing his closing line or whatever. And he's does doing. someone if Rafa Benitez comes in in January, does he go to Mesut Ozil and say, "Are you up for this? Because we're in the shit. Yeah. You're the best player. Why haven't you been in the squad? What's gone on here?" It's all very strange. It is all very strange and dysfunctional, and you know everything top to bottom. 
Yeah, I agree. I, but I do think, we sack the manager? Reece Nelson. I think Reese Nelson is a player Reece. who gives so much in every game. Yeah, is a hundred percent committed. Really cares and can't get a look in. Why can't he get a look in? I don't understand. And Willian is on the pitch. I just don't understand. Willian is on the pitch. I know, and I'm starting to agree with you about Pepe as well. By the way, I was watching him the other day. I mean, oh. if he steps inside one more time, I just how think... often does he lose the ball? <laughs> he just it's he a, just yeah. loses the ball all the time. Yeah. But the thing is, when he loses the ball, he doesn't look surprised or bothered. He thinks well, no, part of no. being me is I lose the ball. But <laughs> I was watching well, Leicester today. I was watching All Brighton and Vardy and Madison. How hard they were. Well, they're such good players. Yeah. They're such good footballers. They don't lose the ball. Vardy's movement is unbelievably good. His relationship with the goal that they got, the second goal, which was a bit lucky in the that finish. That jump. That jump. But the pass, the way he moved to the back post and All Brighton dropped it into him like that, it was a superb bit of play. Madison's yeah. been brilliant. Tielemans looks good. They, you know, you're looking at these are players recruited in recent years. They're absolutely outplaying us in the transfer market, Leicester. And now, you know, it was unthinkable to us when Wenger left that we'd hire Brendan Rodgers. I think we did a podcast titled yeah. "Anyone but Anyone but, <laughs> but Brendan." <laughs> I would just like to state I was not on that one. Uh, I was. Yeah. I think I was. Yeah, uh, I was quite vociferous as well, not having him. <laughs> But now, I mean, you talked about I mean, our Pochettino foolish and pride. Our foolish pride. Eh? Who were you talking about as manager, Pochettino and Allegri? Would would if you were them, you wouldn't take the job, would you? Even if forgetting the Tottenham connection with Pochettino, why would you take the job? Looking at the squad that we've got, I'm I... thinking this is a four-five year rebuild to get back to where we want to be. It ain't yeah. just about Granit Xhaka. It might be a four or five year rebuild, but if you're a really good manager, it might be a four or five months of, of getting the best out of these people. A couple of transfer windows, because it, it's only five minutes ago we were a top six side. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, I, I don't think this, there is a huge amount of talent kicking around well, the club. Well, exactly. You know, and someone's got a. Uh, clear out the Deadwood, they couldn't shift anyone in the summer, could they? No. They ended up selling the goalkeeper, who was outstanding. Yeah. Well, they got, they got good Arsenal. money. They got good money for him. And I do like Leno as well. I don't think there's a lot in it. I'd have kept Martinez, personally. But you know what? That was a, that was a decision that I could actually go, OK, Leno hasn't really let us down too much. But we're looking really lightweight in central midfield. So we loan out. Gwenduzi and Torreira. Well, Gwenduzi's been naughty, hasn't he? He spoke out of turn or something. and, and... It seems like yeah. it. <laughs> Frozen out. And does, does Mikel think, this is our year of manager, you have to be a tough guy and teach the others, you know, if you cross me, no one crosses me, I may, I may destroy you. Well, they're not listening, are they? They're, they just think, it's, you're an ass, mate. Yeah. We like yeah. Matteo, he's good. Yeah, I remember him against Spurs when we beat him at home and he was the best player on the pitch. I he's thought he's 21 bags, years old. bags of potential yeah. and he's got a bit of an attitude problem and, and so manage him. Yeah. You've got to manage him, get the best out of him, teach him. He's immature, he's young. What, <laughs> teach what do you him, think? coach What do you him. think we should do, Al? I think we should bring in a new manager. Yeah. And I think from, I've given you a short list of five and I can't think of any others. 
Um, I, I think it should be someone who's managed in the Premier League before, and I think it should be someone who speaks fluent English, and I think it should be someone, if you look at his track record, it's impressive. Well, it's Rafa, in it is the one then, isn't it? I mean, considering that Allegri and Poch, well, I don't think they'll take it, Rafa's the one. I mean, I like Eddie Howe. I do like Eddie Howe as well. He definitely speaks lovely English. I, I do think the only question mark about I, for me is I prefer Howe's brand of football. I like, I like the way they played Bournemouth. And I, and I, you know, that's the thing. But I couldn't agree. I, I know quite a lot of people, as you know, Kate is from the northeast, and her brothers are Newcastle fans, and I know quite a lot of people up in the northeast who speak so highly of Benitez. Yeah. They really, you know, when the, when he was talking about leaving, that was the point where I thought someone's going to murder Mike Ashley. He's just going to be found face down in the time <laughs> because they were so angry about it. Yeah. If we, we've got this guy, this manager, we've got him. Can't lose him. Yeah. And he's you know, free at the moment, isn't he? He's and actually, not working. they did very well because Steve Bruce is an excellent manager. And so they're not in the bottom three where they sometimes end up. Massive, massive club, and they end up going down. It happens every few years. Doesn't it? But I don't. Well, I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like this isn't working at all. Well, it doesn't appear to be, does it? I mean, right now, I would have every other manager in the Premier League, bar Big Sam, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd even consider him over what the shit we've got at the moment. Get a restart. At least we put the ball in the <laughs> box. <laughs> we would. Have, we you, would. have you tried turning it on and off again? <laughs> it is basically what we've got to do, isn't it? Well, yeah. It ain't working, though. It ain't working. And it's going to get... And, and Damon, I think you're going to get your wish. I think it's going to get worse. And that's no, I don't want it to get worse. I'm not saying I don't I'm know, not but your there's, wish. There's, I, there's, I, I keep going back to who's in the Fiesta. Uh, and... What? Minibus, mate. <laughs> no, but... but <laughs> Who, There's so many of them. I have, I have come up. I, Lacazette uh, really annoyed me in one of the games, and he does that thing of he doesn't he hides in plain sight. He's he's all, Theo used to do it as well. He would hide, and then if you didn't pass the ball to him, he'd go, "Oh, come on!" and sort of lots of gesticulating and things I'd like that. Him off. I'd I him would off right bin now. him immediately we should right have got away. 40 grand for him yes you know that that um i watched ollie season. watkins for villa the other day right ollie i mean this is a young kid who's come from brentford and looks like a premier league striker looks better than lacazette i'd have mm. it almost anyone but lacazette at the moment it doesn't do it for me eddie didn't have a good game yesterday but he's a young guy I, and it's very very difficult playing up front when there is absolutely no service had that whatsoever one chance didn't he and, yeah. and Ketio, yeah, that when was Tierney, it uh, set him up and he should have hit the target but somebody know? needed to give him a shout to take a touch yeah, yeah. he yeah. didn't know he needed a shout there he just needed take a touch and then well, he could have he could he, have steadied himself because he took it first time long way out and for uh, where it was and he missed he missed it but i mean really that's if you're creating one chance for your striker in a game yeah, it's tough. That's tough on him. I'm you not going to have a go. And I love no, his, I love uh, how he's, he's going to be a terrific striker. He is. There's no doubt he about is. that. And I hope it's for Arsenal. But Lacazette, I agree. I completely agree. We all agree about Xhaka. Uh, I thought Sabios yesterday was really strange. He he was uh, he played very strange game. It, the, I thought we, we played much better when... What way? But we, way he, he was just not doing what he's that good way, at. Daddy, that way, That way. Is this not the X-Files or the... No, he, he, was, he was over... What's happening? He was he's way over strange. in the left. And then he, he just... 
he try he he's a bit of a headless chicken, Danny Sabias, isn't he? Goes yeah, here, there, and everywhere. He wants to get on the ball. He's desperate for the ball and wants to play. But the fact is that that they had in Ducore and, and Davis, they just had two disciplined, strong central midfielders who knew what their job was. And ours, yeah. I don't know, no one knows what their job is. It's really a shambles. It's a yeah, bloody shambles, it is a shambles at the moment. Got- you don't, we don't want what we want is we want Mikel Arteta to succeed and we want them to win a couple of games and turn it around. And we've wanted that for six games, seven games, eight yeah. games, nine yeah. games. Yeah, but out if it gets, if we have another two or three which get really bad and we're in January, are the are the uh, the board going to trust him? He has, they have to spend some money in January. They really, really do. They've got to get someone with creativity in midfield. Otherwise, we'll never score again, as far as I can see. So, and and are they going to trust Mikel Arteta with another fifty million quid? That is the question. They, I'm reckon, the board are desperate for him to win a couple of games because otherwise they're going to have to make a they're decision. They're going to have to make a decision and they're yeah, heavily they invested in him, aren't they? They wanted to sign that guy, Shobolosko. I don't know how you say his name. Uh, and what's happening with him? Well, it sounds like this this Red Bull connection that goes Salt, Salzburg-Leipzig has come He went to Leipzig. Play. They, they, oh, they did, did a video. And he's a terrific-looking player yeah. of that sort, wonderful touch and passing and attacking <sighs> number 10. Right, um, and then the other one was the lad from Uaruara from. <laughs> we got a song Stop. ready for him and everything. Leon, oh, wasn't oh, it? Yeah. But yeah. It, oh, yeah. the yeah. thing is, what's the what's the philosophy? How do you want to play football? What's the, stop worrying about the opposition? I remember years ago they used to talk about what a great coach Dave Sexton was. Do you remember that? Dave Sexton's Dave a great Sext- coach. Dave Sexton, what he Cute. does is he breaks the team down into threes and fours, combinations around the pit. So the right centre-half will practice with the right back and the right midfielder and they'll get used to one another. And, you know, and they do all the talk about Don Howe, similar thing. Get the combinations right. People know where each other, they trust one another. They, You know, a sort of a, a theory, an idea of how to prepare a football team to go out on the pitch. It's not to do with giving a shit about who the other team are. Yeah. You ought to be able to adapt. If you're an intelligent professional player, you ought to be able to adapt to the other team when you see them. I remember when, years ago when Graham Taylor was the England manager. I think we had to play Norway or someone. And they had a massive player who played left wing. And he, so his solution was to pick, I think it was Gary Pallister at fullback. Because that lad wins a lot of balls in the air. I'm going to put Palo out there. To shut off that. And uh, so as soon as the Norwegians saw it, they shifted their tall bloke to the other wing. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> Put someone really speedy up against Palestine. Oh, my God. You know? And then the plan was thrown awry. They couldn't... Oh, no, and we lost the game. I mean... You've got to be able to sort things out on the pitch as they're... Ha- you don't need to think about the opposition. And yet, and yet, Al, four months ago, we played tactically brilliantly to beat... Liverpool, all right, a bit luckily. Man City in the semi-final and Chelsea in the final. Deservedly so, with yeah. this manager well, and these players. OK, this this is one thing. He keeps saying in his defence, it's fine margins. We are also, we're as, as well as being a bit shit, we are, we're not getting much luck. No, no those, I'm not having that. No, no, come on. Come and hear me out, actually. What no, luck? you never hear me out, all right. <laughs> All right, go on then, David. No. Go on. The floor no. is yours, mate. No, don't want it. <laughs> don't want. We've been recording now for uh, <laughs> fifty minutes. So, by go all on. means, tell us that we've been very unlucky to be 
dog shit awful for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and that, by the way, is the title of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> dog shit awful. <laughs> My work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> it took us 15 minutes. Sir, sir, I brought some homework in. Go on, what's your homework? Well, you you said, <laughs> uh, sort of bring a topic. So I found the programme for the first ever Arsenal game I went to. Okay. Right. This is what my show and tell. Uh, it was. Good. <laughs> it was uh, uh, Newcastle United, 15th of April. Uh, the 77-78 season. Oh. And we had just got into the FA Cup final by beating Villa. Was it Orient? Oh, no. Orient. Someone? Oh, no. Orient. It was Orient. Orient. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's my homework. So that's my show yeah. and tell. Well done. The programme from the 78 <laughs> yeah. season. What did he bring in, <laughs> sir? I, hey, I brought Bill Bailey to the table, all right? That was my contribution. Because it didn't have to be football, did it? Let's be fair. No. no. I'm setting up spot the commentary. In 25 years' time, if we do spot the commentary from this season, it'll be just midfield passes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lucky penalty against... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that. OK, here we go. You ready for this one? Yep. Smith, always aware of the positioning of other players. And in this game, all the Arsenal team aware of what Limpar can do. He really is in an impish mood. It's the same story. Limpar to right, goal for Arsenal. Four of them now. I'm saying, can I can I have a guess? Is this yeah. Southampton away? No. Is this Norwich at home where we? No. <laughs> is this the goal? By the way, I just want to get it right. Is this the goal where Wrighty did a sort of volley with his right foot into the? No, top it's right not. Corner? It's a game where Anders Limpar uh, provided four assists oh. for Ian Wright. And uh, it's a beautiful watch, actually, because it reminds you what an incredible finisher Ian Wright was. Amazing. Like, if the ball went to him in the penalty area, it was a goal. And he scored every sort of goal. And the incredible bravery of Ian Wright. Yeah. That he would dive into gaps, desperate to score with his spindly little legs, always about a foot shorter than the bloke near near him who was always trying to elbow him. And uh, it was a game from the 91-92 season uh, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give a point if you can get the opposition or is it just totally gone? Swindon? No. Was it? Well, it wasn't Liverpool. I can't remember. It? No, it was Everton. Ah! Oh, it was Everton. Oh, got four against Everton. He got four. and uh, he used one yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing is, there's a, there's a system. You could see the te- there's a team. You know what yeah. they're all doing. They all know what they're doing. They all know their positions. They all know what they're up to. Managed by George, though, weren't they? Let's be fair. Uh, managed by George, incredibly organised, champions the previous season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is... this is George you can't... knew what he wanted to do. He, he did. knew what he wanted to do. Yeah. He wanted, Basically, it was the same as the 1971 team that he'd been part of. It was a 4-4-2, a big number nine. He knew what he wanted to do. And he wanted to compete. He wanted to get... There was plenty of route one. He wanted an organised defence. He didn't want any stupid goals given away. He bought the best goalkeeper in the world. He knew what he wanted to do. Arsene knew what he wanted to do. He knew what he wanted to do. He wanted to get the ball on the floor and he wanted people to express themselves and be creative and, and forget the opposition and go, go for it and compete hard and not be afraid. And the real courage, as we are so often in football, is about 
wanting to be on the ball. Now, yeah. I, don't, I don't really know what we want to do, but anyway. Um, here's another one. Rizetsky, Sanya, some options here. Giroud! He picked the right option. Giroud picks out the back of the net. Well, <laughs> I, I'm figuring it was a near post little flick over the goalkeeper. It was a near post first time finish from Olivier Giroud. I it's not in the F, it's not in the FA Cup final, was it? FA Cup is right, not it's the not, final. It's at the Emirates, though, isn't it? At the Emirates. Um, is it against oh, Everton? Against Everton. Hey. Oh, uh, Damien's got the goal there. Although uh, there's a definite assist from Stone. I've spotted the theme. That. I've spotted the theme. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, hang on a minute. So, Rosicki, Sanya. So, this would have been what? It was March the night 2014. 14. 14. And it was the FA Cup 6th round. Against Everton, having against beaten Liverpool, Everton. having yeah. beaten Liverpool in the uh, the game before when we spanked uh, them. Actually, that was the year that we won the cup. Um, had we had all home draws? Well, I think no, we beat Spurs in the London. third round. Yeah, without leaving London. In fact, without leaving North London. <laughs> in fact, we beat Liverpool, who were on the way to blowing the league. Yeah, um, Luis Suarez possibly should have had a pen, but he dived for, for one earlier and, yeah. and the ref did, didn't oh, yeah. like him. That was a good win, <laughs> wow. I enjoyed that win a lot, that fifth round. And then but we, we had a magnificent team. We yeah. had, a, you know, Santi Cazorla and uh, Mesut uh, was around, and Giroud now we look back and think, goodness me, he wasn't bad, was he? We used to mock him and ridicule him for all the things he couldn't do. Yeah. But he was a good finisher, first-time finisher. Rambo, Rambo was in that Ramsey, Bakary, Sanya. Sanya. Uh, yeah, who's in goal for us? Was it? Um, I think uh, it was Fabianski. If you he played all the rounds, didn't he? And then he and he got and he played in the final as well. Oh, well, that was the classic. Where are you going? That was one of your classic. Where are you going, Fabianski? <laughs> <laughs> moments when he. Remember when we were winning three two in the final yeah, and he, he came running out, out the goal and you're next to me and I just feel the tension. And, oh no! Oh no! Because we can both see it. he's not getting there. He's not getting there. <laughs> got away with got, it. Got someone, away with it. Someone got back, didn't they? No, he, he hit it, and the ball it. was curling away from the goal, and he just and they kicked it away. But it was close. It was close. That's a good one. I like. I remember that. That was a happy day. That. Yeah. Well, we beat Everton on that day, four-one, and Everton had a pretty decent team as well. Um, and now there's one more for you. Here we go. Let's have this one. Henri. A little party piece from the master. There you go. It was a great ball in. And it's turned home by Flamini for his first ever goal for Arsenal. The magnificent seven. Lovely ball from Henri. Great vision from Reyes. Uh, right. We had 7-1 at home at Highbury. We had just lost the league. Against Everton, we just yes, lost the league. Damien nice. Harris, nice Damien. A, a solid finish there. Yeah, yeah. smashed it in. Uh, it was actually seven nil, but seven yes, nil. that was yeah. the, that was the seventh goal uh, <laughs> scored by Flamini, who is I'm um, looking at the picture here, celebrating with a very youthful Cesc Fabregas. Oh. 
and oh. uh, it was the beginning of the changing of the guard. But yes, we'd lost the league. Um, we were runners up that year to the um, Roman Abramovich Select Eleven. Um, so two thousand and. Two thousand five, five years. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the late great Jose Antonio Reyes with the assist, um, and uh, it was in that game also that Edu was given the chance to take a pen. Oh and, yeah. Uh, Richard Wright, our former keeper, was in goal for Everton, and he got a hand to it, but it crept in. So they gave Edu a goal on his farewell. Yeah. So I nearly gave you that one because uh, Edu's in my mind quite a lot at the moment. There was a little flash of him <laughs> oh, yeah, looking yeah. really, really hacked off in the Southampton game, which they kept showing of him looking frustrated. Yeah. And I remember his performance at Old Trafford in 2002 and that could do with him now. What he was, a team. He was elegant and a great passer. Lovely, he was lovely tough team. as well, you know. He he was robust and it helps being 6-3, I suppose. That's the toughest team we had, that team. That that game at Old Trafford, we went there and we, we just out-muscled them, we outplayed them, we were just Well, they strong. were extremely physical, four booked in the first half. And we weren't having and it. That, but with, game, you know, Parla and Vieira and Edu. Yeah, Lundberg. There was no one in that team I wouldn't trust. No one at all. Yeah, as Henri opposed didn't to play and Carnu played with uh, and Sylvain Wiltor. That's right. Wiltor. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, that was good. Yeah, and it's high. And so, so and Sol Campbell, it's like an absolute brick wall at the back. <laughs> yeah, he was the only defender who could get the better of Wrighty. He made it so hard for Wrighty to score against yeah. Tottenham. He made yeah. it his business because despite his size, Wrighty normally was too nimble and quick and fleet of foot and he could get into gaps and he'd get there quicker. Yeah, but but Campbell, despite his size, was so quick. Sol was quick, yeah. Yeah, he could recover, couldn't he? He really could. He was so quick across the ground. His speed was astonishing, really. Not just, you know, you know, over a couple of yards and he'd shut you down. He'd stop you scoring. Yeah. Um <laughs> Sorry to stop this lovely reminiscing. Um, (laughs) What did we think about Rob Holding as the captain? Well, it's just, again, it feels like another, what what should we do? I don't know. Change the captain. I don't know. What to do? What should I do? Who should I pick? So let's do three at the back. Well, well, what about who should I pick? Well, I don't, it just doesn't, they don't know what to do. Rearranging the deck chairs uh, really, on the Titanic. I just don't know what to do. Rob Holding, <laughs> he seems to have a lot of faith in Rob Holding. I like Rob. And I like all, him. We all love Rob Holding, you know, ever since that 2017 final when he he, 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 he just <laughs> he had, had it with Diego, Diego Costa. Diego Costa yeah. is one of the most <laughs> magnificent things I've seen. You know, in, a, in front of 90,000 at Wembley and a young guy. Yeah. And, and just toe-to-toe with the top striker in the league playing for the champions and just being just not being, bothered yeah but you know next to a guy who's played 33 minutes of football the entire season but who's just directed him over here Rob over yeah. here, and it's beautiful and no that was that was great of course it was yeah we I mean I don't have any past. problem with him being captain but I don't know what yeah is he the leader in the dressing room does that mean is he the one who does the team talks and does a whip round for the coach driver or what what does it involve <laughs> 
I went round for the coach driver. Do you think they do it by card now? The coach driver has a card machine. Yeah. They just all tap, tap yeah. their American Express gold card. Five grand. Go on, son. Someone did send me a tweet, and I'm trying to I can't find it now. Um, so apologies for this person for not naming you, but it just said to me, it just said, who do you, which of them do you think Tony Adams would have up against the wall first? Yeah. <laughs> in, in the dressing room. Oh, Willie, Which one do you think Willie, he'd Willie. like, this ain't good enough, my friend. Yeah. You are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. This is not. We are Arsenal, right? So there's no. We should be hard as nails, horrible to play against, difficult. God, it's always a nightmare when they come and they've got good players too. They can't give them any room, they'll score. It's Arsenal. It's always a nightmare. Listen, if we get anything out of this, we've done well. It's, it's so gone now. It's not all, like people that are now. rubbing their hands together. They can't wait. Yeah. They can't yes. wait to play. The gunners are coming to town. Yeah, I know. I know. No. Uh, we had a request from Keith that Andrew Doughty should do some anagrams, uh, and so and Andrew has provided many good anagrams for us, and he's come back with three for uh, Teddy Sheringham. Uh, Shithead gym nerd, uh, which is <laughs> absolutely I mean, perfect. This is Brilliant. A, real, a real talent, isn't it? I it's mean, I gift. have to say, it's a gift. Uh, it dead is. Hyman's girth, oh, which is, I don't know, a bit icky, really frightening. Uh, <laughs> oh my uh, god, I can't get that one out of my you can't unhear yeah. that, can you? <laughs> and the last one is deranged wish harm. How does he is, do uh, this? But How shithead gym nerd is really I think, I think shithead gym nerd, yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to say the other one. <laughs> oh, it's Luke Davis uh, who said, who do you think Adams will pin against the wall first in the dressing room? Wow. Uh, yeah. Thank you for that, Luke. Yeah. Um, They'd have to line them up, a, wouldn't they? Someone sent me an email, uh, Peter sent me an email about seeing Cesc Fabregas in a bar in Camden, uh, in the World's End in Camden. And... Uh, thinking it was just someone who looked like him. Yeah. And he was wearing a Fabregas shirt, and someone came over and said, oh, says Fabregas is over there, and he says, if you like, he'll sign your shirt and do a picture, because he's seen you've got his shirt on. And they looked over and thought, yeah, whatever. He just thinks he's Cesc Fabregas because <laughs> he looks like him. And they went over. He sort of admits, Peter, that they were pretty rude. Uh, as a laugh, my brother went over there and had a pic taken with a lookalike, but declined the shirt signing. We laughed at how much he looked like Sesk and how much Fanny he must be getting on the back of it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Nice. Well, that, but, that went in a direction I wasn't expecting, I'll be honest with you. That's what they were thinking, right? Someone came over with a Spanish accent and said, hey, he does not normally do this. He likes to stay discreet, but Sesk is over there and you noticed his name on your shirt, so he wanted to see if you want a picture or your shirt signed. But don't make a scene, please. Wow. Uh, anyway, the next day, we looked at the picture on my brother's phone to see how much he looked like Sesk. Now we are sober. He really did look a lot like Sesk. <laughs> we, <laughs> we noticed there was a woman beside him and decided to Google Sesk Fabregas' girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> well, F me. It was indeed her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. must have really been Sesk. And to this day, we feel like dicks for ridiculing him as a lookalike. <laughs> I'm missing the shirt signing opportunity. Uh, to, a, I'm sorry, but that is so North London. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> that, just sum, that just sums up North London as cocky, stupid idiots. Yes, on the piss. There's a lot on this, isn't it? There's a lot in this story. I have to say. Uh, but uh, lovely story. Thank so you, Peter, would, for, would, from Hackney, uh, for that email. 
player manager, Cesc Fabregas. Well, would you get him back from Monaco if he'd come? Yes. Um, yes. Is he managing? Sorry, is he? I don't know. He's not managing, is he? I do, well, let's make do you, him. Let's. Just, yeah, but do you think another inexperienced manager is the way to go <laughs> at this point? We need point? a proper let's manager. Get, we need an actual real in. one. I mean, we need I a mean, proper one. Dennis, We've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, we'll get Sam Allardyce in. No, uh, no, stop it. We've, we've no missed Sam. He's so, one of the other managers that we've missed. Pulis you know, will be sacked Carlo Ancelotti, and we've missed, and we missed Brendan Rogers, and we missed all these people. Uh, Tabriq Alibi, uh, hello, gentlemen. He lives in Karachi in Pakistan, and he's listened to the podcast. And he said, last week we did spot the commentary for Arsenal Aston Villa Cup quarter final 1983. That was my first ever game. Vivid memories of my first Arsenal match came flooding back. I was at boarding school in East Grinstead. My family was living in Brussels. And my parents told me to find a friend to go and stay with because they didn't want to pay the airline ticket back to Brussels. <laughs> so he's going to a posh boarding school and he's going to and Harry Carr, who's his friend, said he'd put him up. Anyway, Harry Carr, it turned out, his was the son of Clive Carr, who was a, one of the Arsenal directors. So the next wow. thing, you know, is in the director's box and... Um, he becomes an absolute Arsenal fan. He sent a picture of him. Clive got him the the mascot job. He's uh, got oh. <laughs> a picture of him as right. a mascot against Stoke City in 1984 when the two captains were Graham Ricks for Arsenal and Sammy McElroy. He was a great player, wasn't he? Sammy yes, McElroy, he was. Uh, who was. I forgot he ever played for Stoke, but there we are. Uh, so, so it's a really nice picture. So thank you to Breit for that email. Uh, he's moved back to Pakistan in 2004. And he only attends the odd match. Um, I agree wholeheartedly <laughs> that the Emirates does not come close to matching the experience of match days at Highbury. It almost makes me want to weep. Oh, um, no. Really, it's such wonderful memories of Highbury. But there, that's a that's the sort of email I like. Now, someone's come in with uh, Daniel Diggins has come in and he says he started to watch. Um, a bit, he's been watching a bit of NFL and he's saying that what he's hoping and what we're all hoping is what's happening at Arsenal is a repeat of what happened at the LA Rams, of course, owned by okay. the Cronkers. Um, they brought in a young coach with loads of new ideas and he's been in charge for three years and they ended up last year in the Super Bowl and he's turned them around and made them something. Yeah. Was so there, a, was there can, an eight-game run of utter dog shit well, at some point in his first year? Um, it was a <laughs> cheaper just, option short term, yeah. but the club grew and achieved what they hadn't for a long time. Uh, yeah, and he nice. says, worth a thought, not that anything will change. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas to you and your family. So it's just a little... Perhaps he's right. Perhaps he, that that was we suspected. That was the thinking. Yeah, yeah. We'll find well, out in the next six weeks whether he's going to be manager for the next three or four years or not. Well, the, they um, cannot stick with him after January if it's still like the, this. They can't. The Southampton manager, um, who you could probably tell I'm a bit nervous about uh, uh, pronouncing his name, Ralph. Ralph. Yeah. Ralph. <laughs> Let's go Ralph. with Ralph. Shall we? Yeah. I think he pronounced it Rafe, but carry on. Okay. Well, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just it. They went through that terrible time, didn't they? They lost they went, 9 0. Yeah, lost 9 0. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. I've got nothing else, but I just thought that was a. Yeah, well, they stuck with him. I th- well, the results improved pretty quickly after that. 
Yeah. Do you think? I mean, I'm not. This is just a question. Then, do you think we still there's still a couple of players in that team who we couldn't play the way Southampton play with Granite Xhaka in the team? I mean, I don't think. I, I mean, I just don't. And yet he keeps pulling, uh, keeps picking him. We couldn't play the way Southampton play without Willian playing the way he is at the moment. We just couldn't yeah. do it. So we still, it's not just about the manager. We do have to get rid of some of the players Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. And that's not going to happen until the end of the year, you know. It's really difficult, isn't it? Because you have two in midfield and Elneny and Ceballos and the three at the back and there were a man light in midfield and not quite, it doesn't quite work to get the fullbacks in field to play there somehow. No. I feel like we need somebody in there. I, I, I do feel... It would be unfair on Arteta while Partey is not available. Yeah. yeah. To, if he's not available, you know, he shouldn't have played him when he had a bad... He when, shouldn't when have he done, had half an injury. It, it really was a totally different team at Old Trafford with Partey there. It was. It was. And you do feel as though that he is a brilliant player and could really make a big difference. Okay. You know, in the game yesterday, we were sort of slightly mocked Damien earlier for talking about fine margins, but we lost 2-1. And Partey might have, we drew against Southampton, Partey might have, you know, nil one against Burnley, team desperately short confidence, no, you know. So if he can get the first 11, if he knows what it is, if he's got an idea what he wants to do, but if we get in into February, March, and we're down in the bottom four and five... I don't know how they'll react to Arsenal. It's that's the time when managers yeah. get fired by panicky boards, isn't it? As they see well, the, see the November, Premier League, or November or December when we're going into the January transfer window. Yeah, I don't that's think the they're going to do it. I, think, I don't think I, I think, don't think they'll do it either. I think they're going to give him this window and hope well, Partey gets fit. We're going to be doing more podcasts yeah, like this. We are. <laughs> that's the spirit. We are. Come on. Yeah, my sword of optimism, your negativity, is actually making the sword of optimism feel a bit lighter. Come on! Yeah, the sword of optimism. Onwards, Victoria Concordia, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Two oh. games coming up in which we are allowed to do Mikel's favourite low brock play on the break <laughs> tactic. See what happens. And who knows, maybe it'll work again. <laughs> what are, are we going to end on that positive note? Yes. Yeah, hey. come on. <laughs> what do I always say? 4 0 Arsenal. 4 0 Arsenal. Arsenal. It's back on. Hey. It's, back, it's back on. I'll see. I don't know who's going to turn up for a podcast <laughs> next Sunday, but I'll see you then. Cheerio. Right, ta-da. Ta-da. Ta-da.